Hello and welcome, homies, to the very first episode of Be True to You, a podcast about breaking through. I'm your host, Bethany, but honestly, you can just call me B. Everybody does. And I'm going to be real from the get-go. This is my third time trying to record this episode. The first time I tried and I didn't have enough time to finish it and I was really wrapped up in trying to make sure that it was edited correctly and that I had the probate amount of time and space and mental energy. And then the second try, like the second time that I tried to record, I got about like eight minutes in and I had to stop. I'm actually dog sitting right now and like, you know, duty calls. So I would just press stop and then I went back to go listen to hear what I was saying before I had to edit. And that's when I realized um, that my mic was never on. So now we are going for a third time running and it's gonna be fine. We're gonna just accept it. We're gonna embrace it. We're gonna be true to the moment. We're gonna be present. We're gonna be present. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna move forward. Here we go. Welcome. Like I said, this is the very first episode. And what's the tea, right? Why did I even like start doing this? Um, in in all seriousness, um, I started this because I had a lot more time on my hands than I should have had. And we'll get there. And so now I'm trying to adjust back to a lifestyle of making sure that I'm doing something for me because I had kind of lost that side of myself for a little bit, a couple of months. And that was hard to kind of like come into and realize. And sometimes when I take a turn into something, for instance, this podcast, if I take a turn into something, I'm going all in and I'm going hard. I shocking I know because honestly the people that are listening to this like y'all know me like you know I am going all in all hard like it's an extravaganza honey every day so in light of trying to figure out how to bring myself uh into using my time in an appropriate like manner I just realized I wanted to create a safe space that just allows people to feel like they have an outlet a voice a place to be true to themselves I watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race I love drag queens I love drag culture um I'm gay I'm technically bisexual but you know I'm part of that community and so to me being able to be true to yourself is so so important and a lot of people don't have that around there like you know at home or just in certain areas of life and so I just wanted to create a space where people are able to come on here and answer some questions and talk about what you've been taught growing up, talk out your perspectives and just sometimes break through some mindsets that were kind of hard to break through. Sometimes life teaches you lessons and I want to hear all about them. Um, so with that being said, like I said, the first episode is just going to be me. I'm going to be asking myself those eight questions that I plan on asking guests later down the road. And I actually already have a few homies lined up. Thank you guys so much in advance. And I'm really excited about that because honestly, everybody in my life is crazy, is so fun. And so I really am excited to just be able to talk to them more about, um, these eight questions and really let you hear who they are. Because I think at the end of the day, doesn't really matter like we're just humans just trying to get through I want to also set the tone from the beginning as well that I firmly believe um, that respectful disagreement should be welcomed around you but your morals and values come first and I firmly believe in Black Lives Matter transgender rights and the entire LGBTQIA2S plus Somebody fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, community that I also am a part of myself. You know what? Let's hear it for the bisexuals really quickly. Yes, absolutely. And you know what's crazy? You can, in fact, be a bisexual person 
born with a vagina that's dating a man and still be valid in your bisexuality. Woo! Can you tell I'm heated? Anyway, um, also, I'm very pro-choice. I believe that everybody has a right to do whatever they want with their own body because it's their body. Um, overall, I'm just really dedicated to creating a safe space where everybody can feel comfortable being themselves and expressing their own unique identities because we are all so unique in our own way. And I think that includes the good and the bad and also the neutral. Uh, stagnant can happen in your life. You can just kind of be steady. Sometimes you really are just floating the boat. And I think that that's okay. Um, but overall, I want to be actively promoting understanding, empathy, and connection among all members of our community. And for the record, I am always happy to talk through with anyone who has any questions when you're listening. Like I just said, Black Lives Matter. If you're like, I've still never understood that, that's okay. Um, well, it's not. But we're going to get there. Uh, we can at least just have that conversation of talking about it and saying, okay, look, this is where I'm coming from. And you can be open. Uh, let me not go off on a tangent, but you can be open. You can be kind. Um, and I'm more than welcome to be there for you. So DM me, let's chat and let's have those hard conversations. Okay. Woo. I feel like that covers the podcast intro. So like I said, eight questions. And the first one is a three for one special. The first question is, who are you? What do you do? And is that where you want to be right now? Let me take a breath because it is a solo performance. Um, you know what, I'm gonna ask myself and then I'm gonna like kind of turn my body so that I really get into the ambiance of like guest versus host so that I can kind of find my niche. Okay, here we go, I'm gonna ask myself again. Who are you, what do you do, and is that where you wanna be right now? <clears throat> well, my name is Bethany and I actually use she, they pronouns. I consider myself to be non-binary Instead of being a woman, I do have a vagina, but that is still a developing journey, which is why I use she, they pronouns. I'm 28 years old. I live in Richmond, Virginia. I'm doing this with my eyes closed. I live in Richmond, Virginia with my best friend and partner, Corey, who I've been with for a little bit over two and a half years. Um, I come from a place like a country rural area about 20 miles west of Richmond. It's called Rockville. And no, I do not mean Maryland. I have two older sisters that I absolutely adore. Yes, I am the baby. Yes, ma'am. And I uh, have two parents. Yes, ma'am. I have two parents that are still very happily married, which I am extremely grateful that I got to see that growing up and still to this day, honestly. Um, I went to James Madison University. Go Dukes! Graduated in 2018. It took me five years to get through school. Five majors, five years. I didn't, I did well, back, back, back it up. I didn't have five majors. Like, I didn't get five degrees. I just went through five different majors. You probably knew that. I don't have to explain myself. Okay, moving on. What do I do? Well, okay, I was a recruiter. I got fired in November, so we'll get to all of that, but I don't do anything right now. Fun fact. Um, I'm looking to do more, though. I'm manifesting things. I have things on the table. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm putting those pieces together, kind of, because I want to do something that actually makes me motivated and want to go to work and love what I do because I see people that are able to do that and I want to do that you know and is that where I want to be right now honestly no but I think that's just because I also know better days are ahead of me I will say this has been the best place that I've been mentally in a really long time and I think that just because I've had the time to really 
grasp what I've wanted to do on this earth, kind of, which is obviously how I got to this podcast. And you know what? You know what? This podcast, it might have 10 episodes. It might have 100. I don't care. Either way, I'm just so happy we're here together right now, hanging out, vibing. All right. Adjusting myself for number two. Question number two is, what is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? Oh, Lord. So, well, we'll start with the, I would definitely say is when I lost my job, my biggest breakthrough, especially recently, was learning that sometimes things really are not going to go the way you plan it and you just have to adapt. I was working at a company for about three years and I want to say I, what I got fired for is minor in my opinion. I didn't car, like cause harm to myself or other people or anybody else. And it hasn't hindered me from getting interviews or making progress in my professional life. But I think for what it was, the situation that happened, the company had to do the right thing and they did what was best for them. And when it happened, I will say I was completely shook, like shooketh that my life was no longer going to be the way that I had planned. I had really a hard time grasping onto the idea. It it was crazy to me because I had a harder time grasping onto that and that my plans were kind of going to have to be adjusted than I was losing my job. And that was because I really genuinely did not like my job anymore. I really truly loved the people there. They were some of the best people I've ever met. And that's why I never left on my own terms. But somewhere along the way, I just had really lost the passion for the work that I was doing. And I think it had just run its course. And I just, like I said, wasn't really mentally ready to come to terms with that because I still need money to live. And again, if I can balance that out with like, I actually like the people that I've worked with, then I was just pushing through. I've been diagnosed with general anxiety, seasonal depression. So it makes it even more difficult to put your mental health on top of it too, because you know, it's really hard to hate your job because it's hard enough to be here on a day to day for me sometimes. And so I'll never forget. It was my mom's birthday at the end of October. And I just, took over the conversation just talking about how unhappy I was at work. I don't know who asked me how was work going. It was probably my dad. And I mean, my family had to have regret, like regretted, regret, whatever. They had to have regretted. Yeah, regretted. <laughs> regretted that decision so hard. I know that's not right. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I don't have time to edit. Okay. Just know I did not stop talking for like 20 minutes. Everybody had eaten their food. I had never even touched mine. I literally had to take it home in a box and eat it at home, crying watching Drag Race because I just felt so stuck. And I wanted to leave, but I, I didn't have a choice. I had no other source of income. I wasn't really trying to figure that out either because that's really hard to do. Sometimes you're already tired enough from work. Anyway, the universe said, Miss Thang, you got to go whether you're ready or not. And like I said, I got fired. Um, and you're probably mad that I'm not saying exactly what happened. And the only reason I'm doing that is because I don't think that it's any of your business. But I'll say this. If you're nosy and you're bold enough and you message me on Instagram, I'll tell you what happened. Moving right along. Um, I will say, like I said, so I get fired and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because to be honest with you, like, it's not easy having a direct income. Um, and it's also like, you know, I live a lifestyle that meets what I used to make. So like not even having benefits, like not even being like having to cancel all of my doctor's appointments because I can't afford it. And that was just crazy to me right before the holidays, actually right before my birthday. 
And I'm like, okay, just a quick life adjustment, like huge life adjustment. My partner had to adjust his life. My parents have been very kind. My dad has been so generous. And it's, you know, trying to find a way that when life kicks you down so hard and it knocks the wind out of you, how are you going to learn to take a breath again, sit up slowly and get back up? Because it's not easy and sometimes you kind of just have to ask for help and I guess that's the whole point of life and trying to create lessons but when I say I had to learn this lesson in order to find out more about myself throughout this time, like I knew I had to keep going because there was just so much more to learn and that was something that was eating at me while I was at that job was like there's just more out there, there's more to see, there's more to do and I just... I knew that I wanted to stay on this earth no matter what my thoughts were because I had more to learn. I broke through those thoughts that were tearing me down and pushed myself to find something that I wanted to do. And like I said, I found it. I'm manifesting it. I'm going after what I want. I'm trying to make it all work. And it was a crazy breakthrough, but it was just one I needed right before this new year started because I just, life is tough. We're all here just trying to get by with a smile on our face you know, and I just want everybody to feel heard. So this is me feeling heard too. So I just thank you for kind of just listening as I bear through this, because again, that this was like a very recent like breakthrough for me, like literally within the past couple of weeks. So it's still kind of fresh and I'm still kind of processing thoughts. Um, and wow, this is really a one woman show. I just, again, like sat back and was like, whew, like, mm, I'm gonna, you know, let somebody else speak now, but nobody's here. So what I'm gonna do is pause it really quick. It and I feel better. Took a breath. I just, I didn't realize this was going to be so like different. I don't know, just like doing it by myself. It was going to be not even this difficult. This just, it's a lot. And I also just realized now, like, I think maybe I have a thing where maybe if I talk too much, I kind of slow myself down. Um, cause I know that I go off on tangent. So I'm, I'm trying to do this for the sake of you guys. Cause what time am I at? I think I'm at like 13 minutes or something, almost 14. So, you know, I'm trying to keep this low because we're only on question two. But that was my biggest breakthrough that I've had recently of all time. And honestly, I think that um, more people will come on and talk about body positivity. Um, well, body neutrality, in all honesty, is how I view it. It's but body image is the word. There we go. Body image. But in the grand scheme of things, um, my biggest breakthrough a breakthrough breakthrough of all time was that I am not defined my worth is not defined by my size um, and that just took me a while to fully embrace there were times that I would I had to kind of maybe embraced it for periods of time but not the entirety of the time you know obviously I um, obviously like you guys know my whole life I grew up with a mom that an ingredient household, if you will. I know that's what the kids are saying these days. My mom would do stuff where like, you know, we had no food in the house. She was just one of those people where if it's not there, it can't tempt you. So she just wouldn't ever have food. And there were only like certain days of the week that we were allowed to have like sweets, for instance. And so you would have to kind of like, I don't know. So it was just, it was very restricted. It was just really structured. And my Mom really did not like that I was always just a bigger person. My mom is short, she's small, and she has been open about things, maybe like the lifestyle that she had to live growing up. So, you know, she was, you know, the cheerleader. She really cared about size and figure and the way you looked because that was still just very important to her growing up. And it wasn't that I was plus size or anything like that. It was 
you know, my mom, I think, just knew what would happen if I continued these patterns and her worst fear did come true. I am fat. And that's what's crazy is she sees that. And I don't think, in all honesty, I don't know. I haven't asked her and we haven't talked about my body in a very long time. Once I came home from college, my parents kind of were like, you're an adult, own choices now kind of thing. And I also think that they were just genuinely tired. I mean, that was a battle that we had faced together for as long as I had been alive, like 23 years old at that point. And, uh, you know, the comments haven't fully subsided, but, you know, it's fine where it is now. But just growing up, like I said, it was a lot coming from them. And it, it was just always a topic of conversation. And so I remember when I went to therapy, and I'm sorry that I smacked my lips. I remember when I went to therapy, not the first time, but the second. The first time I went on campus at JMU, it was terrible. And then the second time I went off campus with someone that had the nerve to ask me the most simple question in the world, which was, how do you rate yourself worth on a scale of one to 10? And I looked back at her and I said, well, what is self-worth? I had never heard that before. I was 20 years old. I just look back and I'm just so embarrassed. I always had like a understanding of confidence like I was always confident through high school and like I've always been really true to myself but I just didn't understand what self-worth was and I just remember being so mad because I had met so many people in my life and I felt like no one had taught me about self-worth or phrasing it in that way and so I was really angsty and mad when I was 20 and still kind of at that like rebellious age where I still didn't want to admit what health really was or how to take care of my body. I was just so shocked that um, the way that I spoke to myself was so rude and mean and a lot of the things that I didn't like. And so I changed a lot of those mindsets and attitudes, but I still was not fully changing my eating habits or my moving patterns. And so a long story short, it's been a lot of back and forth. It's a day-to-day -day process. Every day is different as long as I'm trying my best. Is what anyone can do. So I highly recommend checking in with yourself to keep yourself aligned, especially to keep yourself aligned in a good headspace um, when you're talking about body image because I know that it can be difficult for other people. But again, biggest breakthrough of all time is that my worth and my size have absolutely zero correlation of my body and I embrace it. I love my body so much. In fact, I actually just did a second boudoir session with my friends Hannah and Kara for my 28th birthday where I was just able to live my full fantasy of just being me in as much or as little clothing as I wanted. And I love celebrating my body. Um, so yeah, okay. Woo, dang, that was only answered question two. Where are we? What time is it? Oh my gosh. All right, next up, question three. Question three is... What is the weirdest thing you do that makes complete sense to you, but not many people around you? Um, and then I also put, what is an activity that helps you connect to your best self? So for me, and it didn't even start until what, 2018? I love a wig. I, I know that it probably seems like very drag-esque. I know we're all shocked. Um, but just, it really helps me connect to my absolute best self. That person I come alive into, they do not compare to anyone else because you cannot compare to anyone else. They're just so wildly expressive. And I just know 
when people look at me, they just know exactly what kind of person I am by just looking at my outfit. And especially as like a plus sized human, I want other plus size people to know that you can wear whatever you want and take up as much space as you want. You are allowed to do that. So wear that pink wig, put on those rainbow shoes and express yourself. Um, I guess it's just sometimes like, it's hard to grasp on a day to day. Like I can't wear wigs all the time at work. If I, if I could, I would. Um, but you can't. So whenever I am really truly able to express myself like through clothing or through wigs, I put on one on, I put on a little fun sparkly outfit and I truly feel so powerful that I could rule the world. I could figure things out. So I would say that's probably like the weirdest bonding thing that I do with myself just even throwing on like a short blonde bob to go to the grocery store like I just very confident in my own element with a wig you can't stop me you feel me okay again solo performance I like immediately stop I'm like waiting for someone to be like yeah blah 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 blah, blah. but they're not there <laughs> okay number four question number four what is a trauma that has shaped you or you are still willing to break through um, my independence being jeopardized, I feel like is a good answer for this because I actually was just talking to my friend Callie about it today. I have worked so hard to be where I am today in the sense of like my adulthood and being able to be free, feel like I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. And I think at a very young age, I understood what free will was, even though I had to follow all of these orders and, and rules and structures by my parents and also through religion. So like growing up too, as the youngest, it was not as easy for me to be able to do the things that I wanted because I would also see my sisters, my older sisters doing things like being able to stay at home by themselves or even just sitting up in like the front seat of the car. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when am I going to get there? And I was always feeling like I was like counting down the days until I got to that next point in life where I finally got that like unlocked level of more of independence, especially when I got my driver's license. Like that was truly honestly, like you could not catch me. I was out the door. I would figure out any way to drive home that took longer. I was just so happy to be independent and not have that like helicopter parent on my back. I just felt like a true individual. I wanted to be true to myself and I just could not in that sense. Um, but what is the point of that? The point is that is that it's a trauma because now I am very controlling. Um, it's not like I can't, what's the right, it's not that I can't let go of control. I'm pretty flexible. Um, I just don't like feeling tied down or restriction, like restricted at all. I just like living the life that I want with no one to report to but me. I'm just trying to think of a good example. I the, the first one that popped into my head was, I used to do this, I don't do this anymore. But when I was young, when I was 16, 17, 18, if there was ever, if we were in my car and I was driving and someone turned country music on the ox or honestly ever took over the ox, I would lose my mind. Like I could not stand it, especially country music. I would physically stop the car. I don't know, just looking back, that's so dumb. Like girl, breathe. It is not that serious. Let it go. I don't know. It's definitely something that I'm still working through because it really can be a barrier in more ways that are harmful. 
Um, sometimes I really can't think of anything other than the way I feel pulled to do. I'm somebody that takes all the groceries in one trip. I love that mission of trying to figure out the process of putting it all in my arms. Corey literally shakes it and is like, please, for the love of God, let me help slash like you don't have to go all at once. It's just something that I'm definitely still working on as I continue my friendships, my relationships. So, oh my gosh, every time I'm waiting, I'm like, I, I lean back. I'm like, all right, your turn. And all of, no, nobody's there. Okay. Whew. Taking a breath. Hold on. I'm And I'm back. Everybody's okay. We are, we are all good. Woo. I, it just has, sometimes I'm like, I gotta take a second. Question number five or question number five people. And question number five is, what are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? And the follow-up question at the bottom says, what would you say to those people if they could hear you? Well, we'll get to that part in a second. I'll start with the common barriers. I feel like there are two that prevent people from being fully authentic and fully true to themselves. One is how you were raised. That is such a barrier because if you're not able to break through some of those um, thought processes and what you've been taught or question even what you've been taught, you can believe in what you were taught. You got to question it. You got to take it to the other side first. Um, and if you were raised in a way where you don't question things or if everything's set up for you, sometimes that can hinder you from being able to really fully come out as yourself um, and who you are. So that's the first barrier. Now the second barrier I said is that you don't really come out of your comfort zone. So for me when I think about that I, I think there is a little bit of boundary set up with it because you can prevent yourself from being your truest form by not going out of your comfort zone but sometimes also going out of your comfort zone can be something that you're not ready to do and so for me like I don't like the feeling of roller coasters I will never understand how you people want the feeling of flying at speeds of light well I mean no I do understand it I just will never be able to relate to it it is just so intense and I refused to do them as a child and now I still won't do them but it's because I genuinely did not like the feeling and I still don't of my safety being jeopardized. Again, maybe it's, it, to me, it's like, that's not exactly my independence being threatened. I just genuinely do not like the idea of possibly almost dying. Um, I feel that enough on a regular day to day with mental illness. I do not need to be thrown onto a roller coaster for the thrill. I get the thrill by just living. Um, so I would say like, that's an example of me being able to stay true to myself and also I understand I don't need to come out of my comfort zone in that way. But I'm gonna give another example with a swimming lesson because I will never forget being on the diving board and my swim instructor is telling me to jump and I'm like, no way. And I'm pretty sure, I did not fact check this with my mom, but I'm pretty sure I didn't do it one summer. And they were like, okay, we'll let you do it next summer. And then I came back that next summer and I was still like, yeah, I'm really not into this. And then I will never forget hearing her say, I'll give you a Milky Way. Girl, if I didn't jump off that board so freaking quick. The power of a Milky Way in my world, baby, it is all about it. I, I was there. So... The point I'm trying to make is that sometimes you have to try something a little scary, but of course within your own limits and you can't put your expectations too high at first or honestly, you'll be upset. You didn't make it all the way. So no matter what, we all have to do hard things and push those scary feelings aside and just do it. 
I think about how I'm literally talking to you right now. I had about 800 million reasons why I should not do this podcast. It'll never be successful. I'm going to get bored or I'm going to get overwhelmed with it, especially if I manifest everything I want and I get the jobs that I'm looking for. It's going to be a lot. And I just was like, no, you know what? I'm going to push through these mental thoughts all to the side. I'm going to put myself out of my comfort zone. I'm going to figure out where I can actually start enjoying life. And I have so many people in my support system that align with my values and morals of the world. And you guys know who you are. And they just have helped me try and navigate how I was raised and how it affected me from becoming my truest self and how I have to break through and try to push out myself out of these comfort zones in order to feel my most authentic self. And those people are incredible and wonderful. And now I feel the same way. And I want to be able to do that for others because it's just a place where we should want to be. We should not have to fake ourselves in order to just be who we want to be, which is the best thing that we can be. So the end of that question says, excuse me, what would you say to those people if they could hear you? So if you can hear me right now, here's what I got to say. Try it. Try to be your most true self for one day. Just see how it feels. I mean, just the smallest things that just make you smile, whether that's cooking, reading, hanging out with friends, painting, going to the beach. I just named all my favorite things, but you could do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Do what makes you happy for just one day. And once you realize that you can coordinate that into most of your day-to-day life, and I say most because I'm a realist and I do understand that life cannot go always the exact way that we planned, your mentality will just be more driven and purposeful for you if you make sure that you are going out of your way to do those things for yourself. And that is the only person you should be focusing the most on because you are the most important person in your life. That's what I would say then. Um, And you know what? In the words of RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. All right, now let the music play. Okay, if you don't watch the show, just ignore everything that I just did. If you do watch the show, how'd I do? Could I have my own? Maybe, honestly? Okay, all right, moving on. Um, question six. Question six says, you find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are. How do you respond? It honestly, oh, there's a follow-up question. It says, were you able to prepare yourself mentally, physically for the situation? And that leads me to my answer, which is it truly depends on if I can prepare myself. Because if if I can prep, I can perform. I honestly think I'm pretty good at acting. I know we're all shocked to hear that. Theatrics and drama are things that I'm very well versed in somehow. So sometimes I don't really mind performing a role. Um, I love being the friend that someone calls and they're like, hey, can you get me out of this? Or like, hey, what do I need to say to this um, message? And I'm like, oh, I got you formulated. Like, you can play the part, you can play the role. Like sometimes in Ubers, I'll like fake an accent for fun just to get a thrill. Um, No, I think a good example would be like when I go home for the holidays, my parents pray before eating their food, especially dinner. And I don't pray on a day to day. So sometimes it does feel weird to me to bow my head and close my eyes. But in all honesty, it's kind of like a nostalgic feeling since I used to do it all the time. And, And I used to truly believe back in the day when I did pray that I was doing something that was actually making an impact. And I know that that's what my parents feel as well. So I respect the energy. And again, I play the part. It's not my home. So I respect my parents' beliefs. And I would hope that if they came into my home, they would do the same thing. So I 
feel like that kind of covers how I handle it when I'm able to like prepare myself, you know, just knowing to play the part and like just push through, you'll be fine. Um, if I'm not able to prep, I kind of usually just kind of stay silent. There are times where it is really hard for me to, if I'm not able to be true to who I am, I will just shut down. And I think now I know what kind of environments I'm not going to be able to be my truest self. And I don't put myself in those situations or I set boundaries ahead of time. Like for instance, when I first met my partner, Corey, um, we met from a dating app and I specifically said like, you can come over, but like no funny business. And he immediately responded and was like, absolutely not. Like we are just looking for a vibe. You don't need to worry about that at all. And that's exactly what I needed to feel safe. So now I know, like, if I can't prep, then I just try to be as honest as I can in the situation that I'm in to say, like, this is who I am. This is the way that, you know, I want to be able to stay true to myself. And I kind of suggest everybody do the same. Set those boundaries. Have those hard conversations. It's hard, but it's good for you. All right. So number seven, what is your biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life? It is. It is in every bio of any personal social media I have, the words on to the next one, or I guess the phrase on to the next one. I will never forget the first time I heard on to the next one. It's a song by Jay-Z. I was probably like 16, so 2010. The song it like itself was released in 2009, so I was probably like a year behind on getting hip. And I honestly owe all the credit to my sister, Jessica, for showing it to me. Um, I don't know if you guys used to do this, but we used to make each other CDs uh, just to, I don't know, spice it up. And we would play them in the car and she just happened to throw that one on for me. And I would blast that song as loud as I could on the way to school, home, wherever I was headed. Because that song has some of the hardest lyrics I've ever heard in my life. For instance, the best one in there, besides on to the next one, obviously. Jay-Z says, I have, well, he says, I got, I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Jay-Z says, you cannot even stop me from getting what I want. I have that many options around me to be just like, yup, next. Like, if that doesn't work, choose one. We'll just see if it works because it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, there's so many options. Who cares? I... I will say too, Ariana Grande came out with the song Thank You Next and I kind of felt similar with her lyrics. Now her lyrics, while they were more targeted towards relationship, at the end she even related it back to self-love when she said she met someone new and their name is Ari at the very end if you guys know the song and it was just a really good reminder to, you know, you never have to be tied down to anyone but yourself because you're unfortunately already tied down to that person you can't break free. So when you're trying to find like a partner, for instance, I have never been scared to ask anybody out. If I like you, if I feel a spark, I'm going to tell you. And I've gotten rejected plenty of times, but that doesn't, and, and to be fair, rejection is an uncomfortable and very awkward feeling, but it just was not a feeling that would keep me down for long because you just have to keep going on to the next one. I got a million ways to get it, baby. Well, now I only have one way technically to get it and that's Corey but I you know what actually fun fact one time in an interview when I was like 22 they asked me a song that represented me and I I told them on to the next one and that woman did me so dirty she pulled it up on YouTube while we were sitting there 
And needless to say, I did not get that job. And honestly, I do hope I turned her onto a phenomenal song and a phenomenal takeaway in life. On to the next one. It's just a really great way to keep me feeling sane in this crazy world when it actually feels like we don't have many options. Um, so, you know, it just helps me feel expressive feel myself and also just never feel tied down to anything. Wow. I just even talking this out now, I can't believe I am so big on just being who I am. Like I physically cannot be tied down. I just want to keep creating spaces around me because so many people in my life say like, oh, I wish I could be like that. And you may not be able to be like that on your day to day, but you can be like that on this podcast, which leads me to question number eight, which is what is a question I would like to ask the audience listening today? If you have made it all the way through with these 36 minutes with me, I invite you to please, please, please reach out to me and become a guest on this podcast. Hit me up. If you've got my number, that's a start. But if you don't, please reach out to me on the podcast Instagram. It is at B just the letter B at B true underscore to you and we can discuss anything I really feel like I'm looking for guests that are willing to be open about their life mindsets and just looking to come out of their comfort zones a little and if you're scared I feel like this is a place where you can feel safe I'm not going to judge you and I have you know a confidentiality agreement as well as a podcast release form where you're able to say up until the last minute like no I don't want to do this never mind like that's okay and honestly if you don't even want to go on the podcast but you want to have these questions to kind of write out for yourself and learn more about yourself I'm happy to send them over to you as well um I just want other people to hear and see again no matter where we are in life we are all just trying to make it Woo! I have never talked that long in my life and I even gave myself breaths and breaks and all that. But I will say I'm just so thankful you stuck with me and let me feel heard today with what I've been through and just staying true to myself and letting me still learn and be educated. I'm gonna make mistakes. I might have said something today where it might have not come off the best way. But that's just kind of what we're doing right now and exploring and learning. And I'm just so honored to have occupied your time. And hopefully you'll come back to hear more stories of other people as this podcast grows or even let the world hear your story. I don't know. It could be fun. All the love homies forever and always have a great rest of your day. And don't forget to be true to you.